You remember when you were a kid and it was Christmas Eve? You go into the living room and there's that beautiful Christmas tree and the stockings are hung by the chimney with care and there's presents all wrapped up in those pretty ribbons and all that anticipation. Man, it's so exciting. As a kid, you just can't wait to see what's in those, those gifts. Go to, you go to bed that night, but you can't really sleep because you just can't wait to see what's in that stuff. And You get up early in the morning. Any other day during the year, you'd, you'd sleep naturally. You'd sleep till 10 if they didn't come and wake you up. But on Christmas morning, you're up at 5 o'clock. Mom, Dad, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Can't wait to get in there and see those gifts. And man, you get in there and you rip that paper up and you pull out that gift and it is the coolest thing you've ever seen in your life and you're so excited and you're thrilled with it. You can't wait to play with it and you play with it about 30 minutes and then you're kind of done. Okay, now what? You know, and before too long... That gift that you wanted so bad, it kind of winds up on the closet floor. And yeah, you have it, but it's just kind of there. I think what happens is we kind of get used to the stuff. Did you notice that the stuff didn't change? The gift is still the same gift. The toy is the same toy. What changed? Your wow. Your anticipation, expectation, thrill, that's what changed. Is it possible that those of us who have been familiar with God for some time, perhaps we've gotten so familiar that we've lost the wow? Is it possible that that we're so used to His work in our lives that we've kind of grown to expect it and perhaps fail to be amazed by our God anymore. I'm going to ask Lisa to play to God Be the Glory through one more time. We're not going to sing, but I want to, I want to encourage you to take the time that it takes to play one verse and one chorus, whatever that is, take that much time to very quietly and privately just, just start thinking and talking to God about how wonderful He is. Don't ask Him for anything. Don't tell Him any of your worries. Could you take the time that it takes to, for one verse and one chorus of To God Be the Glory and just talk to God about God? Let's see if we can do that. Let's be still and know that He is God.
Sometimes after a lesson, you get some homework. I'm going to give you your homework before the lesson. Because here's what I want you to do. Every day this week, for one week, every day, would you set aside one minute, 60 seconds, and talk to God about God? Take 60 seconds. Some of us are going to be surprised at how difficult it is for us to verbalize what a great God we serve. Some of us are going to find that it's hard to come up with enough things to say to fill one minute. And the reason it's hard is because we have become so familiar with how great He is We've lost the wow. So I want us to, to return to wow. Each day this week, take one minute, and you cannot ask God for anything. You can't pray about your neighbor. All you can do for one minute is list the ways that God is awesome and talk to Him about how great He is. I challenge you. And I want to share with you a little bit why. I've been using the word wow, and, and that, is not, uh, that is not an original concept with me. Roy Fish was a professor at, at uh, Southwestern Seminary for a long time. But more than that, he was the, the leader of evangelism in the state of Texas for years. Now, I don't know that he ever had an official title along those lines, but he was a God-gifted evangelist who taught us how to share the gospel with Jesus. And it was he who coined the phrase, a holy wow. And I, I want us to think about that kind of wow as we look at Psalm 8 today. I want to try to recapture the awe, the wonder, the amazement. And songs have a way of doing that for us. Songs have a way of helping us express those things that we can't really express any other way. And that is what the book of Psalms is all about. The, the book of Psalms is a song book. As a matter of fact, the word psalm just means song. And so this is their hymnal, if you will. And we're going to look at one of the great songs in Psalm 8. And then we're going to look at some of our songs that we have sung through the years and how they have helped us to worship and praise Him in the way that He deserves. Psalm 8 verse 1 says, O Lord, our Lord. Now notice the first time you see the word Lord in many of your um, translations, you'll notice that the first time the word Lord is used, it's all caps. The second time, there are lowercase letters. The reason for that is when you see in, in the Old Testament, when you see Lord in all caps, that means that what actually showed up there was the name of God, Yahweh. But in honor of His name, they would use the word Lord to keep His name holy. And so what this says is, O Yahweh, our Master, O Lord, 
our Lord. How majestic is thy name in all the earth, who has displayed thy splendor among above the heavens. From the mouth of infants and nursing babes thou hast established strength because of thine adversaries to make the enemy and the revengeful cease. Now look at verse 3. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou dost take thought of him and the son of man that thou dost care for him. Yet thou hast made him a little lower than God, and dost crown him with glory and majesty. Thou dost make him to rule over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, and all the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens, and the fish of the sea, whatever passes through the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. As we think about songs and the way that they help us to express the awesomeness of God, the first song that comes to mind as we read in Psalm 8, the first song that we sing that comes to mind, what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. In verse 1 it said, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. What a mighty God we serve. But not only is his name mighty throughout the earth, but then did you notice the last part? Who has displayed thy splendor or glory above the heavens. He is not only great throughout the earth. He's not only great throughout the heavens. For us that might mean sky or it might mean space. But he is, in his glory, great even above the heavens. Now, you and I cannot comprehend what is beyond the heavens. During the day, we see, we see the sky. At night, we see beyond the sky and we can see space. But beyond space, there is God who is great throughout the earth and even above the heavens. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon, the stars, which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him? What a mighty God we serve. The song says, what a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God. We serve. I love the words of that prince of preachers, C.H. Spurgeon, Charles Spurgeon. He said, no heart can measure, no tongue can utter the half of the greatness of Jehovah. Is it possible that you and I have known him so long, or at least we've known about him so long, that we have forgotten how wonderful he really is. What a mighty God we serve. It was he who created the sun and the moon and the stars. Now think, think for just a moment what it was, 
what it must have meant when he spoke into existence the worlds. He spoke into existence the stars. And perhaps each star could be surrounded by worlds. And those stars all make up these, these, these huge masses of stars. And we don't even know really how many galaxies, masses of stars there are. It was he who spoke the worlds into existence, put them in their place, and assigned them their journeys. What a mighty God we serve. Teddy Roosevelt had, uh, was spending some time with the noted naturalist William Beebe, and they went outside for some stargazing. Roosevelt said, that is the spiral galaxy in Andromeda. He was pointing to a small patch of light near the constellation of Pegasus. He said, that little spiral galaxy in Andromeda is as large as our Milky Way. It is one of a hundred million galaxies. It consists of a hundred billion suns, each larger than our sun. The president then turned to Bibi. And he said, now I think we're small enough. Let's go to bed. The psalmist says, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou dost take thought of him? And the son of man that thou dost care for him. When we recognize the immense, the, the, the awesome creation of our God, it helps us realize how small we really are in that creation. And it helps us remember what a great creator we really have. Have you forgotten the greatness of God? If you can't see him at work in your life, now listen, if you can't see him at work in your life, it is not because he's not working. It's only because you can't see the work. What a mighty God we serve. Another song that comes to mind as we, as we wrestle with this, this beautiful and powerful song, Psalm 8, another song that we sing, Oh, the wonder of it all. You remember that one? That's an old hymn. Most of us remember George Beverly Shea singing that great old song. There's the wonder of sunset at evening, the wonder of sunrise I see, but the wonder of wonders that thrills my soul is the wonder that God loves me. Oh, the wonder of it all. The wonder of it all, just to think that God loves me. And David stands before him in nature and he sees, he says, God, I see this, the moon, I see the, the stars, and I, I look at the, the, the awesome creation and I immediately think, what is man that thou art mindful of him? 
God, why do you even know that I exist? It's a rhetorical question because the answer is clear. God who created all this incredible universe, why do you even pay attention to me? Because of love. The wonder of it all is that the God who created it all still loves even me. It's amazing to think that the creator of the heavens and the earth wants to have a personal relationship with a guy like me and a person like you. Stuart Hamlin wrote, How big is God? How big and wide his vast domain. To try and tell, these lips can only start. He's big enough to rule this mighty universe, yet small enough to live within my heart. Oh, the wonder of it all. A third song that comes to mind as we think about God's greatness and as we sing Psalm 8. Perhaps you remember Sandy Patty is the one who really made this one popular. Oh, magnify the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord, for He is worthy to be praised. Oh, magnify the Lord, for He is worthy to be praised. Hosanna, blessed be the rock, blessed be the rock of my salvation. I used to have a problem with magnify, the idea that we would magnify the Lord. I used to struggle with that because to magnify means to make something bigger. Well, how could you make God bigger than He is? And then I realized my problem was my definition. Because to magnify something is not to make it bigger. It's to make my view of it bigger, right? When I magnify something about a week after I turned 42, I couldn't read anymore. Isn't that weird? Does anybody else experience it? It was like that. One week I could read, the next week I couldn't. And so what did I do? I went to Walmart and I bought me some readers. What the readers did was magnify the letters on the page. Did the letters change on the page? What changed was my view, my perspective, my ability to see. To magnify the Lord doesn't change God at all. When we say magnify the Lord, what we're saying is help me to have a bigger vision of who He is. Help me to take Him out of the little box that I put Him in and help me to get a glimpse of His greatness. To magnify. Psalm 34 and verse 3 says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. This is where Sandy Patty based the, her, her song that became so, so familiar years back. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. Magnify Him with me as, as, a, as a, a body, as a family of God. Let us together change our view and magnify Him together. 
Don't go through another day taking Him for granted or failing to see His marvelous work in your life. Magnify Him. When the extraordinary becomes expected and the fantastic becomes familiar, magnify Him. When the amazing becomes amusing, the miraculous becomes mundane, magnify Him. When the overwhelming becomes overlooked and powerful becomes passe, magnify Him. When the incredible becomes common and the awesome becomes average, magnify Him. Beloved, I would just say to you, if you could take one minute before you go to bed tonight and then tomorrow take one minute and Tuesday take one minute and just spend that one minute magnifying Him. Seeing Him as He is. I can promise you two things will happen. One, you will grow closer to Him because the Bible says that, that God inhabits the praise of His people. You will experience His presence in a more powerful way. And two, you will begin to recognize Him and His greatness on a daily basis. And that minute, without even noticing it, will become five. And then, without even paying attention, somewhere down the road, that five will become 30. And then somewhere down the road, as you continue to grow in your, in your relationship with Him and as you magnify Him, somewhere down the road, that 30 actually becomes a lifestyle. And without even thinking about it, you begin to see Him at work all around you, all day, every day, as you magnify the Lord. You see, the mind of man cannot fully comprehend him. The heart of man cannot fully contain him. The soul of man cannot fully know him. The strength of man cannot fully serve him. But it will not always be so. One of these days, I will be set free from this body that restrains and restricts and the blinders of this world will fall from my eyes and I will see Him as He is. Someday I will understand. Someday I will see. Someday I will know. Until that day, I will not stop learning. I will not stop searching. I will not stop asking. I will not stop seeking. I will not stop being amazed by His glory, overwhelmed by His love, and awed by His majesty. 